Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krupp. So was it the slap that was heard around the world? Or are you like me and you just don't care? What Will Smith did on stage at the Oscars last night wasn't wrong that he defended his wife, for whom he's joked about having an open marriage with. But he defended his wife. He committed assault on stage. Why hasn't he been arrested? Or does anybody just not care? Apparently, apparently, by the way, the Gateway Pundit cares because there's about five stories on the Gateway Pundit about it. So do you care? That Will Smith gets away with physically assaulting another black man. The Liberty Daily has a story says, if Will Smith was a white guy, dot, 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 would he be arrested? Because he hit a black man on stage in worldwide television? Yeah, probably so. Lots to talk about. Welcome And by the way, I don't really care about this, except that the double standard will continue. It's all being excused. Well, not all. Some folks who are white are looking at this and saying, wait a moment. He committed assault. If he was a white guy, he'd be in jail. They would have drug him off the stage. Yep. Oh, and the squad, of course, defends Will Smith. Some of the Oscars, I am told, taunted Florida. Gay, 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 gay. Because Ron DeSantis, there's another story in the American Greatness, and it is a great story. Republican Ron DeSantis versus the Republican Transgender Surrender Caucus. It got, he sent out a tweet last week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And he sent out his most popular tweet of the year. It received a staggering 130,000 likes within 24 hours, in which he blasted the NCAA decision to let a biological male, William Leah Thomas, compete in and win an NCAA championship in the 500-yard freestyle competition against, amongst others, Florida runner-up and Olympic individual silver medalist Emma Wyant. The same day, however, the Republican governors of Indiana and Utah announced they had joined the GOP's Transgender Surrender Caucus. Now, the reason I bring this up to you, because this is relevant to what's going on in Oregon in Oregon's governor's race. 
because there's a story here. In fact, there, there are two stories that I want to focus on here today. Um, the first is Mark Thielman, who is appealing to disaffected Democrats. And I'm going to share with you how he's doing that. In fact, I'm, I'm going to read it to you because it's an article on the Oregon Catalyst because it has clear implications about servitism and previously preconceived biases of conservatism. Because the other story is a story in the East Oregonian. It's the headline is Republican candidates promise victory through uncompromising conservatism. There were eight of the Republicans who took the stage out in Pendleton. Uh, and this was on Tuesday last week. Now, the big names weren't there. I say big names. Christine Drazen, Bud Pierce, Stan Pulliam, and Bob Tiernan. These are all people who either have money or have loaned their campaigns money. And they have the ability to do what they need to do. They weren't there. So here's the question I want to ask you. Is the stage set for conservatism to not just potentially win a governorship if they appeal to the right issues, but rather in conservatism make a powerful comeback all across Oregon not just rural areas, not just in Yamhill County or Newburgh, but all across Oregon, even in places like liberal Eugene. I want to talk about that today and get your opinion. Also, Kevin Mannix, a conservative, will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about an update on his lawsuits and his campaigning. So in the meantime, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. By the way, thanks to Timothy for sending the email about, it's an Epoch Times story about, there's a Canadian, there's a bunch of Canadian pipelines that run from Canada into America through Michigan. The governor, the leftist governor there, Gretchen Whitmer, wants to shut this one down. It is 70 years old. She says it's because it could leak. It never has in 70 years. She wants to shut it down. She revoked a permit from 1953, folks. Now, the permanent shutdown of this one pipeline, and there are several. Oh, and by the way, the operator of the pipeline ignored the order, is still funneling 540,000 barrels of light crude oil, light synthetic crude oil, and natural gas liquids through this pipe. There's actually two pipelines. The Canadian government backed the operator. 
and invoked a 1977 pipeline treaty with the United States to demand bilateral negotiations at the federal level. Um, a federal judge transferred the lawsuit out of Michigan state courts, put it into federal court. The suit was dropped. But then the Michigan attorney general, another leftist, Dana Nessel, filed another lawsuit. It also is being challenged as violating a federal treaty called the Supremacy Clause. Anyway, folks, this pipeline would cost the consumers in just three states. This is a new study. In Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio, and Pennsylvania, four states, I'm sorry, would impose $23.7 billion in higher fuel costs in those four states alone. As if things aren't high enough. That's the leftist. Now, again, is the Green New Deal that makes it impossible for you to live the American dream, is that a good thing? Is shutting down pipelines, is shutting down drilling, is not allowing leases to go forward because of government bureaucrat regulation. Is any of that good for you in the short term, even in the long term? So can conservatism make a powerful comeback in a blue state like Oregon? Now, the blue of Oregon is really centered more importantly around Portland than it is the rest of the state. Even Eugene, which is a blue area, is surrounded by conservatism. So can conservatism in Oregon really be something that moves the state this election cycle? 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talk line. Mark Thielman said this to the disaffected Democrats, and this is one of the ways that you would do it. He wrote this and he put this out there last week. He said, across our nation, lifelong Democrats are making the tough decision to walk away from the party. I can only imagine the emotional journey each of these people have to take before making this decision. For many, one's political party is an important part of their identity. With that said, I respect those who find themselves in this dilemma and do, na- and do not make light of it. If you are a Democrat who's feeling abandoned and misrepresented by the Democratic Party, I invite you to sit at my table so that we can talk. I'm confident that we will find much common ground to stand on together. I don't want to change you. I do want to fight for you. I promise to represent you, your fight to freedom and autonomy. Take a chance on me. I won't let you down. 
Now, by reading that to you, I'm not endorsing Mark Fieldman in any way. But what I just read to you, I'm wondering, do you think that would appeal to Democrats, disaffected Democrats, maybe independent voters, those that really don't like either party? There are some very important themes that he has hit on here that we talk about virtually every day on this radio show. And that I hope you are using in your daily conversations with people in your world that are persuadable so that they will be permanently persuaded to change their political alliances. Some will not, but others might. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. What do you think about that? Can conservatism, can liberty in the way that Mark Thielman has expressed it, be the way to attract those people? Or can it be the uncompromising conservatism in, well, that was expressed in in the Pendleton East Oregonian article at the Pendleton Governor's Debate. Back in a moment with your phone calls. Again, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. This is the beginning of a great week. By the way, later in the week, we will have Jessica Gomez, Republican, running. We'll have her on Wednesday. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. I gotta tell you, just you gotta love Ron DeSantis, folks. Rather than being a part of the transgender surrender Republican caucus, he just said it right up front. He said, barring transgender females from participating in girls and women's sports should be an easy call for any politician, even vaguely claiming the conservative mantle. It's the equivalent of a layup or a wide-open touchdown catch. And the the overwhelming response to DeSantis' tweet shows that this is not just a base issue. Listen to this, but one that animates independents and even many Democrats. Yet, inexplicably, the GOP seems insisted upon well-being the GOP. Notably, the story writes, and I'll have this up, this is an American greatness piece, by the way. Notably, I'll have it up on the show plan, rather. DeSantis did not mince words in his tweet, using nonsensical language about allowing Thomas to, quote-unquote, live her truth. 
to mollify the radical transgender activists. Instead, he spoke the truth. Thomas is not a biological woman and has no business competing against biological women in a sexed, categorized sporting event. End of story. He said, quote, by allowing men to compete in women's sports, the NCAA is destroying opportunities for women, making a mockery of its championships and perpetuating a fraud. Okay, so let me ask you, is that the kind of conservatism that plays in Oregon? That a conservative Republican candidate or frankly, any Republican running for office ought to be saying, does it reach across the aisle to disaffected Democrats? Or does the Mark Thielman approach, which centers on something entirely different, freedom, autonomy, common ground? What do you think? 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talk line. I promise I will go to the phones in a moment. Freedom Heating and Air, however, needs to be lauded for the great work that they do. And they do great work for you. Do you know what? When you've got a problem with your air conditioning system or your heating system, you can give them a call and they get out to you generally faster than anybody else. Emergency services. And they get it fixed for you. They make your life better. That's a great reason for you to think about doing business with them. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. What do you think about today's topic? Hmm? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Jeff, I listened to Mark's interview with Stacy this weekend. He was on her program for the whole hour. And, uh, you know, Jeff, we got to get back to following the Constitution and finding solutions that will help all Oregonians, but not force people uh, to accept things that they don't believe in like this critical race theory garbage right? Uh, and, and, and those kind of things. Um, I remember, uh, well, I've been around for a long time, 66 years, and I remember the most productive uh, legislative session in my lifetime was when both sides had to work together to find solutions. You remember when there was a 30-30 split? Yep. And, and of course, now the Democrats have taken their absolute uh, power and made Oregon a place that I don't believe we should be in. It should be, let's find solutions to problems, and, uh, you know, make our state great again. I mean, one of the saddest times in my life is when the radical, um, uh, the uh, people, the environmentalists killed 
our timber industry with the spotted owl thing. And we all know the spotted owl uh, was dwindling in population because of the barred owl. The barred owl was taken over the area and it had nothing to do with the old growth timber and stuff like that. I'm tired of living the lies that the left try to push uh, and then we suffer for it. Just like that crazy gross receipts tax. We didn't need that. But the Democrats needed more money to waste because they waste a lot of money. You and I both know it, Jeff. Uh, and and so they forced it upon us and made Oregon a place right. that was harder to live in. And we've had a succession of Oregon governors who've been willing to play along with that mentality because logging a tree is bad because it might hurt Mother Nature. Shutting down a pipeline that might leak, even though it never has in 70 years, might be bad. And now we have to shut down coal-fired power plants. We can't develop any natural gas. Everything that's carbon-based is evil. And that's why this having a and, conservative and it's government, all crap. So, it's all it crap, is. Jeff. And God everybody knows it. Part that's the thing. Yeah, God put it on the earth for us to use. Take care, right. Jeff. He did. Thanks, Art. Kevin Mannix up next. Don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 24 minutes before the top of the hour in a moment. Looks at Kevin Mannix running again for the House of Representatives to update us both on his campaign, the latest on his lawsuits against Kate Brown and her lockdown mentality, which unfortunately seems to be the mentality those in charge of Oregon, politically anyway, also talking about conservatism in Oregon. Mark Fieldman had this piece out over the weekend appealing to disaffected Democrats to come sit at his table, have a respectful conversation, not wanting to change them, finding common ground, but he'd be willing to fight for them over freedom and autonomy or is the east oregonian article where the eight republican party candidates for governor got together in pendleton and were uncompromising in their conservatism can conservatism win in oregon or ron DeSantis, what he said in his tweet not joining the surrender transgender caucus In fact, Gino writes an email, says, why don't transgender female to male athletes compete with their male counterparts? Could it be transgender men only become women because they can't win as a man? Sigh, we are doomed. Laugh out loud. Joining us is Kevin Mannix. Kevin, I had to set all of that up because you are a well-known conservative. You've been uh, staunch in all the years I've known you, and we served together in the House of Representatives 
So what what do you think? What do you think about conservatism being a major opportunity in Oregon in this unique political environment? Jeff, I think you're spot on. I think this is a year where I won't call it a pushback. I'll call it a pendulum swing where the pendulum had swung so far to the left in Oregon that people, I'll say in the middle, were wondering what the heck has happened. And then they look to conservatives and say, wow, family values, faith, belief in personal freedom, belief in parental rights. Wow. Gee, let's take another look at this and understand that our conservative friends have been talking all along about respect for these things and having a government that limits what it does, but what it does do, it does it effectively. And here's the other part of it. Um, The uh, left wing, which has been running the estate, has done a terrible job administratively. The waste and uh, (laughs) look at the unemployment compensation a situation where uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of claims were delayed, and uh, most of them legitimate. Uh, right, right. So the whole the whole point of the process was trying to help people who are unemployed, and then they weren't being helped. Now, conservatives believe that when government does engage, it needs to engage effectively. But the key there is where does it engage and where does it respect individual freedoms? And parental rights is a big issue right now because big government is now saying they're going to decide what your child should be learning in school. And it's none of your business, Mr. and Mrs. Parent. Um, That pushback on that has been tremendous. And a lot of uh, what I'd call moderate to moderate liberal voters are beginning to realize, gee, we've got kids in school. And we're not supposed to have a right to have some, say something. Now, I want to add to this, in terms of the pushback on the lockdowns, my firm has been representing uh, uh, Christian churches and schools that uh, refuse to accept push down by government. Yes, they want to be safe for, their, uh, for the members of the congregation, for the kids, and they will do safe things. But having government step in and micromanage what they do in their schools or in their churches, it was incredible. And we, we are still representing a number of, uh, and I, I always am careful not to talk about the specifics on the air, but because some of them have not been cited because we've successfully helped to guide them through. Others were helping them push back against citations where the government has used OSHA as its big bully. Yeah, right. But not right. really for the safety of workers but in order to impose the governor's mandates. And I've got it. The, the one other thing I really do want to mention is on the governor's abuse of her clemency power. We did have half a victory in circuit yes. court. We got the circuit court judge to say she can't use to reconstitute the parole board and give them new power to reduce sentences. Uh, she can't do that. We also said she had to follow the process and listen to victims and district attorneys and the circuit judge said, well, no, she can use her alternative process that doesn't do that. Now, we're appealing that part of the decision and the state's yes. appealing the parole board part. So we're now in front of the Court of Appeals to argue this issue. And uh, that will be argued out over the next few weeks. Now, <laughs> Jeff, um, there are two fronts here. One is, of course, what do we do in the judicial branch? And uh, we really really have to look at the political front for the real solution, which is elect people to the legislature, to city councils, to county commissions who aren't going to start bad policies in the first place and elect a governor who won't abuse clemency power. 
so this is a big year for a renaissance in Oregon politics. Yeah, you know, wow. it, <laughs> it seems like it is. And, and we've seen and you've been a part of some of these other efforts, you know, early on when um, the lawsuit over in Baker City. And oh, yes. the judge out there, you know, granting that. And then, of course, the Supreme Court doing what, you know, dismissing that. That was really the beginning of what you just described. But you you hit on something so powerful. And you said this in your opening comments. And, and, and I think it is right. And it's kind of where Mark Thielman is trying to go. He says parents are waking up to the fact that they have parental rights. To say no to things like critical race theory, to say no to vaccine or mask mandates, and that that extends across party lines. And and I just believe that in this unique time, that if any candidate, not just Republicans, but any candidate hits on those same themes, they're going to draw people to them in a way we just haven't seen. And I think Virginia is the epitome of that. We saw what yes. happened in Virginia. The governor's race, the lieutenant governor's race, the attorney general's race, an incumbent Democrat attorney general defeated. Uh, the legislature in Oregon, the House of De- excuse me, in Virginia, the House of Delegates being uh, uh, moved from a Democrat majority to a Republican majority. So there is this capability, and we all need to be out there rolling up our sleeves uh, to, to, to work this political process this year. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, yes, we have a website, Mannix for Oregon. We are this Saturday, April 2, opening up our campaign headquarters in Salem. Uh, this new district uh, that I'm running in is Kaiser and North Salem. And so at the Copper Creek Mercantile this Saturday from 9 to 12 up there in Kaiser on River Road, uh, Copper Creek Mercantile. I've got to learn how to say mercantile, Kevin. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. 9 to 12, we'll have lawn sign distributions. I'll be out there. We'll be visiting with uh, voters and everything. But then our headquarters at 660 Capitol Street in Salem will open up, and we'll have an open house from 1 to 4. Uh, I mention this because we'd love to have folks come by. We'll have lawn signs available. I'd love to meet people, chat with them, have a cup of coffee or a glass of water or whatever. Um, and that's, again, 660 Capitol Street Northeast. That's next to what many of us who lived in Salem forever know as the old Gabriel's Furniture Store on uh, Capitol yes. Street. Yes, yes. And um, so I really encourage folks to come on by for a couple of minutes, pick up a lawn sign. Let's have a chat. Uh, uh, part of my outreach is I take nothing for granted here. I want to reach out to all the folks in Kaiser and North Salem. Uh, North Salem, I used to represent. Kaiser is new to me in terms of my 10 years as a state representative. My district didn't run into Kaiser. So I'm working hard to introduce myself to the folks in the Kaiser area. And Jeff, um, I really uh, thank you for the work you're doing to, to get people to have, I love the uh, uh, politics and coffee conversation, because it's important for us all to be engaged this year. There's the May 19 primary. That's right. uh, and we'll be choosing that uh, Republican candidate for governor and all of the legislative candidates, but also city councils and county commissions yes. and yes. district attorneys, um, school boards. All of these races are important this year. They always yeah, they are. They're even more important this year. Right, right. I mean, it, it is uh, just where America is and where Oregon is culturally. And I think in political philosophy, 
there is a sea change that's happening. And, you know, you and I served together, so we're, we're political observers. And in, in looking back to 2010, I did not see the wave that happened across the country or here in Oregon. And I think that this time that we're in is even more strong and even more unique than that, and that we could have an even stronger wave. And that gives you, an experienced lawmaker, an opportunity to influence the process. Well, thank you. And I, some of us will come in with some, <laughs> I'll come in with uh, hash marks on my sleeve in terms of years of service. I'm also understanding that there was a time when we actually could reach across the aisle and talk to moderate Democrats yes. and work together. And I see yeah. that Brian Clem is trying to encourage moderate Democrats. Uh, but we Republicans can work with them. We can reach out to them. It's the lefty, my way or the highway, let's go socialism folks that are hard to talk to. And uh, the whole point will be, let's not let them be in charge. Quickly, uh, folks, go to manixfororegon.com. It's all one word, M-A-N-N-I-X, fororegon.com. Again, quickly, what are the two opportunities this weekend for people to to come and meet you? Saturday, April 2, I'll be at the uh, Copper Creek Mercantile in Kaiser on River Road. Uh, Well-known, wonderful establishment there, 9 to 12. And then from 1 to 4 Saturday at our new headquarters, at Capitol Street. It's a 660 Capitol Street Northeast next to the former Gabriel's Furniture, which is unfortunately now closed, but that was also a well-known site and settlement. Manixfororegonfolks.com is the website. Kevin, thank you so much. Godspeed out there. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jeff. Godspeed to you. It's 648. Back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Got a a text message from my friend Anne-Marie. says, pursuing common ground works best. No one wants to have another challenge to their deepest beliefs in an arbitrary manner. I think that's true. You know, the the thing that Mark Thielman brought out, and and by the way, he put out a piece thanks to Avis. Um, He put out a piece talking about the Baker County Republican Party event that was disrespectful and un-America in, un-American in his word as a candidate for him, for governor's candidates. They forbid clapping, forbid laughing, forbid taking pictures. They fit, forbid recording the event or live streaming. Many attendees simply left in disgust when the dictates of the Audi were handed down from those in charge. The GOP county chair, which is the mother of Carrie McQuiston, gubernatorial candidate, actually ordered the police to physically remove audience members who were recording their favorite candidate. One of those offenders was an elderly person in a walker. Not a good thing, folks. Not a good thing. Got removed by a cop, this lady, 
because she clapped. Thought this was America. I don't think you do that. I did get a nice uh, text, by the way, from my friend Darian that I also go to church with who listens. Says, morning, Jeff. I got a phone call from my uncle this weekend. He was telling me, you really need to listen to this guy, Jeff Krupp. He's amazing. <laughs> I stopped him to say, I'm friends with Jeff, and we go to church together and talk fairly often. I still don't know if he believes me, but I just wanted to thank you for what you do. We love the show and appreciate how you talk about things most won't. Have a great day, brother. Thank you. It's nice to know that what we're attempting to do on this radio show, just have important conversations about these issues that are relevant today in our lives, locally and, and right on up to the, the international level, where it's Ukraine and war and energy and those, all these things. These things, the reason we talk about them and the reason we talk about them in the way that we do is to help you have those meaningful conversations with people in your world that are persuadable. That's how we change Oregon, folks. It really is. Pfeiffer Roofing is another great organization that's a company that's been here in the Mid Valley area since 1978, second generation family owned. They have built a very successful business because they do a really good job at what they do. When it comes to full roof replacement, they can do that for you, including flat roofs, by the way, not just asphalt shingle roofs or metal roofs. They, they do that. They do roof repair. You got leaks, damage. Maybe you're not ready to put on a new roof. They can come and fix that for you. Roof cleaning. Moss removal. That's a big deal, folks. Believe me, it's a big deal. If you're not paying attention to it, you got roof on your moss and you're not taking care of it, you're going to have problems on your asphalt shingle roof, especially. Gutter systems. And then, of course, Roof Max is a product that you can only get from them. It is this soybean-based, all-natural product, and they spray it literally on your asphalt shingle roof, and it gives it new life. It's got a five-year guarantee. They've got a great video on their website, PfeifferRoofing.com. Give them a call. They truly can help make your life better. 503-647-4725. Lee writes me an email, says, XX Sports, forgive me. I'm attempting to follow some logic. If a person was born with a specific type of plumbing, external or internal, but identifies with the other type of plumbing, how can they stand on a point of sex identification? The gender neutral group states that there's no difference between the two body types. Isn't that a circular discrimination? There's a simple way to account for the person who wants to compete is to remove the male-female separation. I'm surprised no one has claimed discrimination. Sports would just be defined as the game it is. Anyone who competes regardless of their plumbing. Julie writes an email, women's sports and freedom, and I'll get to that in a moment. But I need to remind you, of course, that Rebecca Donaldson won best of the Willamette Valley as a real estate broker because she's really good at what she does. That means that she can help you 
buy or sell a home and do it well. And that really benefits you. So, you know, if that interests you, why don't you give her a call? 503-269-0747. 269-0747. Or check out her website at rebeccasgothouses.com. Rebeccasgothouses.com. Julie writes this about women's sports and freedom. These two concepts intertwine. Title IX gave women equality and scholarships to go to school. It was a break for young women to go to school and to compete allowing biological males. Many of those who are average or below in male athletics can proclaim themselves trans and suddenly compete and win by cheating both in the competitions and mark my words, women's scholarships. Anytime a person's opportunities are negated, freedom is lost. Well said. And by the way, nobody's talking about the scholarships issue, are they? It's all about the competition. I think she's right. I think scholarships is that next nut. They will try. Uh, Kim writes an email about Kevin Mannix, wondering if Kevin Mannix knows about the event this weekend at Volcano Stadium. Last I heard, they had 19 tickets left. Uh, At this point, they may or may not have any tickets left. (laughs) all right freddie thanks i misspoke (laughs) he said if you have roof on your moss (laughs) if you have moss on your roof is what i meant to say yeah thank you yeah you don't you don't put your roof on your moss um i believe you can still get tickets but i think you have to I, i i believe that they only have VIP tickets left. I might be wrong about that. We're going to be broadcasting there both days, live, all day from 10 to 5 on Friday, this Friday, and Saturday. You don't want to miss it. Uh, quickly, let's go to Jerry. Jerry, got to go fast. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Go Ducks. Hey, uh, Mannix did uh, beat around the bush a little bit, you know, with the uh, the control of the schools, but he didn't really hit the hit him on the nose, which is the kids are being controlled uh, to wear the mask and take the shot. Uh, there's going to be ramifications on that, and why not beat the crap out of them and uh, hit them where they live? I mean, it's an obvious winner right there. It is. He did allude to. Um you know, parents waking up to parental rights, uh, I think, in schools, and that probably encompasses a lot of what you said. But I think it is clear winner. That's why Mark Thielman uses it, I think, successfully. Thanks, uh, Jerry. Good Thanks to each and every one of you for listening. Hey, by the way, talk to Eric Azer, RighteousRenovations.com. If you're looking for a contractor you can trust to ease your time. See you tomorrow. Samantha.